Welcome to episode 20 of Soren Pair, Why Not Together? Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Remember, Soren Pair is we're soaring together to explore new adventures while inspiring others to create their own. And so here we are in week 20. Here we are the first day in August. What do you know? Yeah. Welcome to August. <laughs> I know. Golly, just the summer's going so fast. It really is. And yet it's going so slow. I was telling someone at work the other day, yesterday seems like a week ago, but a month ago seems like two days ago. It's really weird. Time is just... It's warped. All yeah. over the place. It really is. It's kind of warped in different ways. Well, time isn't the only thing that's warped. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> I mean, well, I wasn't looking at you, meaning you. I just, everything is warped right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Like warp speed, Scotty, or whatever Captain Kirk says. In the oh, yeah, she's a Dr. Demento fan. So, for those of you who may or may not have known Dr. Demento in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Star Trekking. Star Trekking. Across the universe. Always moving forward. Because we can't find reverse. There you go. So a little shout out to Dr. Demento. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the condensed version. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. I think I said warp time. Yeah. and um, how, we digress. <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, today, and, and, and I was supposed to bring up the subject today, so the subject we're going to talk about today is um, energy vampires suck. So we will talk about that after we do an update for the week. Yep. So let's go there. So you start. What happened this week? Well, I got up every day and went to work. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I know. Attaboy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, musically, I, I had the privilege of um, having a young man who plays the violin. He's played in... Um, we played a few concerts together in 2018, 2019. He's so good. His name is Grant Baltasser. He may not be watching this, but shout out to Grant. So he's just this incredible violinist that um, has played some original music with me. In fact, you can see him on my YouTube channel play a few of the original songs I wrote in the Mosaic CD. Um, my songs. Yes, her <laughs> songs. Um, and... Um, he came over Thursday night. Originally, um, his mom and him asked me to play at a graduation ceremony, this piece he's been working on all year. And, of course, with COVID, that didn't happen. Yeah. So um, they asked Yeah. So they asked if they could come over. And, and we recorded, he and I doing um, this um, Nocturne by Chopin that was published posthumously. How do you say that? Posthumously? Post-human, after, after Post-human. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but it's a posthumous piece um, that was adapted for violin and piano. And um, uh, so we did uh, a few, we worked through it together a few times, and we did a recording. And I will actually post that with his permission on my YouTube channel. I think you guys will really enjoy what this young man can do with the violin. He's it's amazing. really all about him, um, and I was just the background. So it was really fun connecting with him mm -hmm. um, that night. And I, I hope to do some in, um, in the future because he and I just connect. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where he has that ability and talent, although he's not necessarily going to major in music 
you know, which is interesting. Yeah. So and yeah. he'll he should always play because he has just an incredible gift. I think he will. And I didn't. You know, I ended up not getting a degree in music, and yet that's still such a huge part of my life. So you can still make it work. Exactly. I think he's smart because he's working both sides of the brain. Right. Um, and then my other update is yesterday. I think I've told this to all of you before, but I, I work long hours during the week um, for my job. Yeah, she's like, no. Um, and then on Saturday, most Saturdays, I, I go to pianos in Pinal County, usually drive 150 to 200 miles and do four or five pianos. I had a very long day yesterday, but my last stop was with a good friend, Corey Anna Lee. Corey is the, uh, the, uh, the art director of the Combs Performing Arts Center. Um, so she does a lot of musical acts, and um, I went to tune her 103-year-old piano that she has not tuned, that I tuned for her probably six, seven years ago. She moved, and so I got to tune it at the end of the day, and then um, I didn't realize that she was live-streaming me while I was playing a couple Scott Joplin pieces and I think part of her release. So that's on um, Facebook if you want to if you want to watch me. Um, playing on a hundred-year-old piano that I just tuned, um, which is which is a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing that, and um, you get to see some of the coolest pieces of art. These, these pianos, you get to see a lot of really cool stuff. I was talking to her that I'm pretty sure because it's a mm -hmm. tall, upright grand, and those were what they used to have in the silent movies. So they'd have a mm -hmm. pianist. And I think they, they created these tall, upright grands so that it wouldn't be in the way like a grand piano of the stage, but yet be big enough and loud enough to play that kind of old-time silent movie music, you know, instead of, yeah. So um, it was it's really cool to work on those old pianos and, and connect with cool people like Corey. So shout out to you, Corey, if you're watching. So it's been a good week. Good. Good, good. What? You got your window fixed too, didn't you? Oh yeah, last week we <laughs> talked about the something that, that broke my um, sunroof window, but I did get that fixed, so mm -hmm. I don't have to borrow your car anymore. I, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm using it, but yeah. Yeah. So what about you? How did so, your week go? It was good. It was good. I've been busy. Um, I have been doing the intuitive readings and um, I, I've done a few this week of the combination readings, too, where I did uh, the intuitive reading as well as the energy work, and it worked out really well. So it's exciting. It's picking up, and um, there's still appointments available. If you go to my business page, Sandy Sorensen, um, you'll see me there, and you can just schedule your own appointment. Right, so it's a connected to our Soren Pair Facebook page, and it's Sandy Sorensen, what is it, Intuitive Counselor? Intuitive Counselor, Master Healer. Mm -hmm. So trying to, it rolls and If you look for my name, you'll, you'll find me, yeah. Right, right. so. It's uh, been a good week. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think this opportunity, I was talking to somebody yesterday about how, you know, you're transitioning from being an, a nurse 40 hours a week, and you're still doing that. But yet, taking all that medical knowledge and then helping somebody on the more intuitive realm, it's got to so be cool. got to be an interesting transition. Because I know is. you work during the day as a nurse, and then you <laughs> yeah. do these appointments in the evening. That's, yeah, that's got to sort of. I have to take a little bit of a break between 
work and doing this work, I have to just decompress and do a meditation and just kind of quiet my mind. And then I'm ready to jump in to these readings, which to me, like we talked about, it just doesn't feel like work. Um, I get to connect with people one-on-one -on -one in a more intimate way. And I just love that. Yeah. Right. And it's taking your nursing work to another level. It is. It is. It's different. It's similar in some ways, but it's different. Right. Yeah, I'm still using those skills of connecting with people, but it's just more intimate and less clinical. Which is always good because I, I think that allows you to kind of take that leap off the edge because, you know, being in the medical field, every, you know, you have a license and there's only so much you can say. and, and so Professionally. You, yeah. Yes, and so you have to be careful where, where here you can kind of break down those borders and, and just allow whatever comes through you yeah. to help that person. And I'm, I'm not giving medical advice per se. I would never tell somebody not to you know connect with their doctor or do the things they need to do. It's just um, in addition to what they're doing with their doctor. Right. So, huh. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. It's been a good week. I'm excited. So let's get into our subject. Okay. Um, Energy vampires. You know, what is an energy vampire? Mm, good question. What is it? Oh, that, that, that is a really good question. <laughs> you tell. No, but I, we're asking each other. Nobody wants to answer. <laughs> <laughs> now, energy vampires, it, it sounds like a dramatic thing, but it's really people who drain your emotional energy mm -hmm. or, or psychically, mentally um, drain that from you. Yeah, it could be mental, emotional, psychic. Um, the best way for me to tell if I'm around an energy vampire is if when I'm with them, if every time I'm with them I walk away just completely drained, or if I dread being around them because they tire me out. The, the kind really of good clues. The kind of person that walks towards you and you're like, oh my gosh, no. You gotta steal um, yourself for it. Yeah. Yes, like brace for it. And and I think what happens a lot of times and energy vampires can be anybody, it could be your spouse, although I'm not definitely gonna say right now you are not an energy vampire. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it it can be somebody close to you, can be a family member, could be somebody at work, a friend that you know. Um, and what happens is they usually take advantage of your willingness to listen, your compassion. So if you're a bleeding heart person who wants to save everybody, you are like a, you have a big target on, your back. on, yes. your, back. Yeah. on, on your back or on, you know, in your head. <laughs> yeah, not that you don't want to, um, you know, remain open and, and kind to each other, but you also have to, you know, remember to set those boundaries because it does make you a target. Yeah, and I want to go back to what you said about, um, so if you're meeting somebody for the first time, what's a, what's a good way to, to like gauge if this person could be, and it's not just black and white, right? People are all different levels of this, right. you know, it's not so, oh, that's a vampire and that's not, you know, it's not like, right. it's not like Vampire Diaries or Twilight, right? You know? <laughs> Twilight, I like it. <laughs> so we're not going there. Um, if they sparkle, yeah. <laughs> yes, but. 
but really, um, to take the vampire out of it, it it, it can really be um, anybody. So how do you how can you tell when you first meet somebody? Then we'll we'll go in and talk about different types of qualities. Um, if they're constantly talking over you, trying to one up you, right? That would be one way. Um, just trying to mon monopolize the conversation, making it all about them. Right. Even before, though, you hear them speak, isn't it? Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. It, there's a feeling. Yeah, right. you're right. Um, before somebody even speaks, you have an energetic connection. You know, you're walking towards me, and I know you're coming to talk to me. I've got that energetic connection. I can kind of feel you already. Right. Like we were saying, if somebody's coming towards you and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. You can kind of feel it before anybody even says their first word. Right. So even if it's a stranger that you have not met um, yet or somebody new, um, I think all of us have that kind of... Um, we have that barometer. We do have that intuition, and a lot of us don't pay attention to it. Well, what a gut feeling. They call it that for a reason. You know, I'm, I'm very visceral that way. I will feel it in my gut. Um, when something's wrong, I get that knot. Look at me going like this. I've got my hand over my, my belly. It feels like a rock in the pit of my stomach. Like that. Right. And I think it's important people need to pay attention to that intuition more because it really does help alert you to the fact. Yes. That, you know, you're in the presence of somebody who, um, you know, whether they're and they don't have, always have to be mean about it. It could just be that they're very needy and they're looking to... Manipulate. Yes, because I think that's the key here. All the qualities we're going to talk about, it's it's one way or another manipulating you to help build themselves up. You know, Whether it's sucking your energy, hence vampire, or trying to build themselves up. Either way, you're right. They're trying to puff themselves up to feel better. Right. And one of the main qualities that I think these different types of energy vampires um, have is that they never take accountability for anything. Right. You know, they're never responsible. Yeah. It's always somebody else. The victim, the perpetual victim is, right. is what they are, right? So they're looking for somebody to fix them and hold them up. Right. Which is, a again, another sign. So it's not only how you feel, but if every time that person is saying, well, I don't understand why this <laughs> happened. It always happens to me, and yet it's never my fault. It's not my fault. It's just I've just got the worst luck. <laughs> yeah. Right, and you know, after about the tenth time, you think, you know, you're you're bringing, you're you're influencing this way, this result in some way or another. Well, if it's always, yeah, if, if it's always somebody else, eventually it's you, right? And that's really the thing is energy vampires, I don't believe, usually know that they are. Right. Well, of course not. I think the, the lack of self-awareness is, is huge. And, and another quality is they're always surrounded by drama or they're always yeah. in the middle of some sort of drama. Right. It's almost like they like to find themselves as, you know, a, you know, the 
this is the latest thing. Guess well, what happened to them? Exactly. And when there is no drama, they're the kind of people that you'll find stirring that shit pot because um, they don't know how to be without it. That was another Sandy, is by the way, stirring the shit mm-hmm. pot. Um, Those are the ones that have to lick the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I just had a real sour taste in my mouth. Sour, gross taste in my mouth. Um, but yeah, you're right. And, and again, because they don't take responsibility, because they're surrounded by drama, again, they're looking for you to fix. To make them feel better, if even for a minute. Right. It's like they plug into you because you feel better. They make You make them feel better for even a minute. And they walk away feeling better momentarily, but you are left feeling just completely wrung out. Well, and it's almost like your attention to their drama becomes a drug for them. That's a good point. You know, it, yeah. be, it becomes a way for them to feel like, okay, they're I'm, you know, attention seeking. I'm, um, you know, I'm drawing on, you know, I'm telling this story, um, dramatic story. Right. And um, I'm getting the oohs and the ahs and the oh, I'm sorry's. And I think that just feeds, feeds that vampire nature of like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. And not only that, but I'm hoping to find another story tomorrow or next week. To really, you know, amp it up. Yeah. So guess yeah. what happened? You won't believe what I mean. Usually, when somebody's like <gasps> getting excited about something not so good yeah. that happened to them, that's probably another real good. That's movie. a good indicator. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure we've all known these people um, in our family and with our friends, acquaintances, coworkers. Uh, they're everywhere. Right. Right. If not us, at times, too. Well, one of the things I I think that Sandy and I aren't saying is that I think as we're talking about all these qualities, we would be just as guilty if we were saying that's everybody else, not us. I think all of us have these tendencies. Of course. We all have these tendencies to feed off of a dramatic And really, the key is, can you recognize it when it's you? Well, that's that's the rub, isn't it? It really is. And don't you hate it when your partner points that out to you? (laughs) (laughs) She's really good at that. (laughs) You know, don't you think you're being a little dramatic, Jim? (laughs) Dramatic much? Yeah, she she asked me that way. But, you know, I think part of this recognizing in others is really seeing the tendency in yourself as we go through this. So Uh I think I wanted to pause a minute and say this isn't just pointing the finger at all these other dramatic people. No, it's how to recognize it so that we can not do that to others or accept it, right? Yes. How to recognize it. And if you continue to allow it in others, then I think it just it it, it becomes something you start to expect for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you become a doormat and you expect it. And it, very much so. And people who fall into this, I think, like you were saying earlier, um, without the drama and stirring that pot, it's almost like I don't know who I am kind of thing mm-hmm. without it. Right. They begin to define themselves. Mm-hmm. Another quality is one-upmanship. Yes. Yes. So you're telling this story, you're like, oh, 
wow, you know, today this great thing happened to me. And they're, and then they're like, well, you know what? I did better. <laughs> yeah. Something even more amazing happened. Yeah. 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 They always have a story that where they either are way better or if you've got something going on that's like not so good, then theirs is way worse, no matter what, both sides of the mm -hmm. spectrum. It's always a one-upmanship. Yes, and so um, that, in my opinion, again, is trying to make yourself look better at the expense of somebody else. Well, once again, it's about redirecting the attention back to them. Mm -hmm. over and over again, which really, people that can't show compassion or empathy for others and it's always just self-absorbed, really, that's kind of the sign of a psychopath. <laughs> now we're going to psychopath. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, but it reminds me of the phrase, and I joke with it all, all the time, I'm like, well, it's my world, you're just living in it. Right. We're all just living in it. That's right. So you're in my world now, folks. It's Jim's world. Wayne's world, Wayne's world. Excellent. Party on. <laughs> you took the two phrases I, I remember from Wayne's world. But but it's true. I think that kind of self-absorbed, it's, it's my world, so um, you're in it, and I'm the center of attention, or I'm the center stage. So, of course, you know, and that leads to the next sign being the martyr exactly <laughs> dramatic music we're talking about silent movies and, you know yeah. duh, the piano goes <laughs> um you know that martyr again is you know why me mm -hmm. woe is me why me yeah can you believe it happened to me again you know kind of thing mm -hmm. or basically life is unfair and here's the latest example <laughs> of how, you know, how I'm going to prove to you that life is unfair and you need to feel sorry for me. Right. And I hope, you know, many times I tell you the story, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's horrible. You must have felt so bad. And, yeah. you know, I, I think sometimes by trying to be empathetic, we end up reinforcing the, path enabling. the patheticness <laughs> of that person and their story and yeah. enabling yeah, I agree. But then, too, they can. here comes the manipulation again. It gets stronger, and to the it can get to the point of bullying, right? Oh, yeah. Um, just very manipulative to the point of bullying, because if you don't, it'll constantly ramp up, 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 and if you don't respond appropriately, it just keeps getting bigger until they do get a response. Right, and... That's an extreme end. Well, true, but if you think about family members or people that you're close with, I think one of the more subtle ways of, again, manipulating and, and sucking the energy out of you is guilt trips. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, you owe me, or it's your obligation to sit down with me for you know, this period of time, or spend more time with me. Why don't you ever answer my text and you're too busy for this or for that? You know, have you ever had that friend yeah. that gets angry because time goes by and everybody's busy? Time goes by, and then they're like, how could you? 
Yeah. You neglected me. You know, where you have a really, really good friend you may not speak to for years, but then when you when you do connect with them, it's like no time has passed and you're just enjoying the moment instead of why have you let a month go by without responding to me? Oh, wow. Sandy, you know, that, that kind of too needy. Yeah. That 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 yes, needy is probably a really yeah. A really good but but any kind of guilt trip and unfortunately that usually happens with our closest friends. Mm-hmm. You know, in a relationship that isn't um I would say healthy, then that's where that codependency comes in. Okay. You know, you need to, don't you think? Yeah. Well Okay. My closest friends no. No. Because my closest friends wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> True. I, I think what I meant is it can happen with True. with your dysfunctional. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. You know, if you keep that, if you if you're attracting those type of people, but you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're attracting those kind of people, then yes. And really, I guess it's it's about checking in where we are, mm-hmm. like like you were alluding to, right. like you were saying, because if we're allowing that, if that's the friends that we're attracting, then we need to check in with ourselves and maybe we need to, it doesn't mean you have to get new friends, but you maybe need to reestablish your boundaries. Which goes back to the beginning about setting those boundaries, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think it always comes back to where you are. Absolutely. You know, always. If you have 10 energy vampires in your close circle of friends, as you alluded and corrected me, um, then maybe it's you that's asking for that or, or right. there's something in you that's pulling that mm-hmm. to you. You know, so I'm talking about all these types of qualities. So what's the result of all that? Nurse mm-hmm. RN Sandy, what happens when you know, <laughs> yeah. count them down? Um, well, you know, depression. You can get very depressed, especially when you realize that um, maybe you've been doing it to others and that you're bringing this on to yourself. Mm-hmm. That can lead to depression. Uh, not to mention you're so drained and fatigued that that in itself can lead to a depression. Right. Um, and isolation. Uh, it can also lead to, you know, in extreme cases, it can lead to heart disease. And what was the other one that we were thinking? I don't remember. Heart disease, um, you know, anxiety, depression, all these things. And, you know, it can lead to a lot of unhealthy habits. And the depression in itself is bad enough. Right. Because I I think as a, as I will say, as a person that uh, both of us are this way, that really want to help somebody, if, if we're not aware of what's going on in the guise of, of guys of trying to help somebody, you yeah. end up actually taking on yes. their their um, emotional burden. And I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of that in my nursing career. Right. Um, you know, working with hospice, of course. Um, just working in any realm. You know, if you're a helper type person, then you open yourself up to that. You can still be open and helpful, right. but if you don't establish those boundaries, I learned that one the hard way. And how do you? So I mean, we're talking about establishing boundaries, but how how do you not? Because you can't turn off that helpfulness, right? That desire 
you can't fix everybody. You can't, you know, fix And some the world. people can't. Yeah, some people legitimately have other things going on that they don't mean to be that way. They just, you know, they have other things happening in their lives. Right. And so there's degrees to everything. <laughs> right, it's not cut and dry. And, yeah. and, and we are not saying that, you know, if someone that you really like, whatever, becomes an energy vampire, oh, stay away from them. They're horrible. They just could be going through a bad time. I think exactly it's... Exactly my it, point. Yes. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. Exactly. You know, um, there's a difference. Right. Right. So so I think we get to the point where how, how do you do an exorcism of these, <laughs> of these uh, Holy vampires? water. <laughs> Incantations in holy water. So go to the local Catholic church and get, yeah. get your holy water. No, I mean, and I know we've been talking about this, but let's sort of, you know, we've talked about the qualities and we've talked about the effects, but how how can we truly um, have those boundaries set so that, you know, and yet have that heart open, you know, because, right. I, you know, I don't think you want to shut down. Right, you know? exactly. And that's definitely the risk, right? So... Once again, it's about establishing your boundaries, you know, just recognizing where your hard line is. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're feeling drained, then you need to back up a little. You or know? maybe learn to say no. Learn to, well, exactly what I mean. Yes. You know, back up by saying no. Um, not allowing them to monopolize your time for 30 to 45 60 minutes in a, in a sitting, you know, maybe 15 minutes, you know, I've got this much time for you. Okay. I'm done. I need to back off now, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And if by telling them no, and then they're like, well, that wasn't very nice. Or they start to use the guilt trip. I think that's, that's when you have to get more firm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and however you choose to say it is really up to you, but, um, Establishing the firm boundary, and you can do it with kindness. And if that doesn't work, then yeah, you may have to get a little more firm. Well, but putting yourself first in this, I think, is really important because if it's not healthy for you, you've got to cut that off. And guarding your emotions, right? Yeah. Isn't that another thing? I yeah. Because you're you're somebody that wears her emotions, obviously. Yeah, and so I do have to guard it, or else I feel exhausted and drained and then next thing you know i'm getting headaches and i'm not sleeping and whatever else is happening i just take it on so if you're a very empathic type person then you do have to be more careful and guard yourself you do and finally if if this person is toxic in your life and and everything else well then at worst case you may have to cut it off right yeah yeah if you're noticing a pattern that just isn't letting up and um, these, this person is insistent that every time they're with you, they just won't listen to, the, to your boundaries and needs if it's not a two-way street. Because like we said, it's always about them, right? So if, it, if they just don't listen to reason, right. then you may have to. Right. And, and I, all this, and the way I look at all this is, what is it in me? That, that is, needed this. Yes, yeah. that needed this, and how can I step back and look at myself? And I think you're the same way. So how can we step back and look at ourselves to ensure 
that we're not um, unconsciously projecting out some of these qualities. Because I think that's the most like attracts like. So if you're projecting out the quality of one-upmanship or martyrdom or you know drama, drama um, mm -hmm. then most likely a lot of your friends or the people that you hang out with are going to be that way. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So really, it's about checking your own stuff at the door. Awesome Sandyism to you. Let me think about that. Check, check your shit at the door. Yes, check it at the door, and then go into the partay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, no more than two carry-ons allowed, right? Well, sometimes just the lighter the better. But, um, yeah, so we had a quote here to sort of wrap this up that I think we really, really liked. And it says this. Find your source of strength inside you, and no one outside you will be able to usurp your power. Beautiful. I like that word usurp because it's really, it, are you giving your power away? It sounds vampirish. It does. Slurp. slurp. Well, like we said. You slurp. <laughs> you slurp. So don't get a slurpy, right? Because that's a, exactly the old 7-Eleven slurpy. The red ones. Yeah. Yes. Oh, those were the best. Yeah. You get red tongue and red teeth yeah. and everything. You gotta love the slurpy. Yeah. But yes. Don't uh, hang around people that have slurpy mouth. How about right. that? There you go. For the, for the, slurpy mouth. <laughs> for the ending thought there. So, now we've talked about vampires. Let's switch to something fun, which is a Sandyism. Okay. I've um, I still got some. So, you know, we're going to continue this on. I mean, at one point I'm going to run out of material, but as you can tell, she, she does insert them into the conversation, you. you know, like, Checking in at the checking your stuff at the door and all that. So this one, um, and sometimes it's not, it's not the words. It's how she says it. So this one, I'm first gonna say it without, you know, without the tone, and then I'll let her say the tone. It's what do you know? Okay, now this, you're like what? So how does the Sandy? What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Yes. And it's all one word. Yes. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. So what what do you know, Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? It's usually when it's usually pretty obvious. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, and the hand by the can't see in the podcast, the hands go up too. So, yeah. <laughs> so that works really, really well. It's usually, yeah, something that should have been obvious but wasn't for some reason. So what do you know? So we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we want you to remind you that, again, Soar and Pair, Why Not Together? On YouTube, you can see our faces. On the podcast, you can hear our voices. Yeah. And um, we'd like you to subscribe, um, bring comments to us. We appreciate the comments. Yes, um, always. And uh, connect with us on Facebook. And then on the podcast, um, there's, there's Spotify, there's iTunes, there's Stitcher, there's Overcast undercast no <laughs> the podcast app the google podcast so you can certainly connect with us uh, every week as we continue to week by week soaring together yes. yes please subscribe and um like jim said leave us some comments we're always happy to hear from you and it's great seeing you every week thanks
Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Bye.